You're listening to a message from Stonegate Church in Midlothian, Texas. For more information about Stonegate and additional audio resources, visit stonegate-church.com. Bonjour. Bonjour. I know you speak French in Texas. That's what I was told. <laughs> it's really good to be here, and uh, it's a privilege. I thank God for the privilege to be here uh, for the first time and to be able to speak to you in this great day of orphan care, and, uh, which I thank God for. Uh, I want to, again, thank Pastor Woodley for having me, Pastor Kevin McHill for having me as well, and uh, let me quickly present to you my wife. She's right there with uh, Marie. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to see Jael there as well. Very good. Yes. And, um, well, even before I came here, um, people are members of, our church, of this church came in Haiti before that, uh, uh, years ago. And uh, we have... Uh, Jessica Mooney. I know Jessica is married now. It's no longer Mooney, but that's what I remember. Jessica Mooney. And, and, and Jessica came, and she is the one, in fact, who helped to give the name No Place Like Home to our orphanage. And this was an inspiration. When she said that name, I said, this is it. And uh, we have other families as well, like, uh, like uh, Melanie Hawkins and her husband now, before they get married before she, she get married to Hunter. And they came and, and love our children and give care, visit our orphanage. Like James said in James 1.27, to visit pure religion is to visit the orphan. They came and give love to our children. I want to thank them and, and, they, and, and for what they have done. So even before I came here, there was a connection with people who would later become members of this great church who has a heart. For often. And uh, I also would like to uh, uh, thank members of the board of the orphanage who are here, the president of the orphanage, the, 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 the president of the, of the board of the orphanage. Uh, Ted Bailey is here with his wife. And I thank uh, Diana McFarlane is here, a member of the board of the orphanage is here. And, uh, and and the man who is the head builder, because we are, we are now in the process of building a new home for our children, where we will be able to have like 50 children in the orphanage. Now we have about 30 children. We'd like to have more, 50 children. So we are building a new homes for, for the children. And the man who is the head of the building project is Jason, Jason Ramsey. Jason is here, and I want to thank Jason for coming. Uh, today in this special day of uh, Orphan Care Sunday. So thank you so very much. And uh, something happened as well uh, in, in very recently in, in, in the orphanage. Members of your church came as a group to visit the orphanage. Uh, Pastor Kevin McHill was the leader of that group. And there were Mickey White, uh, Jessica Wiseman, uh, and, and others that I do not remember the name, they were there. And, uh, and so they came, and when they came on that day, and at, at the very last day of their visit, something happened. One of the children in the orphanage is a little boy called Obed. 
he was born with a congenital cataract and could not see. And after they prayed for him, a few minutes later, God touched the heart to pay for Obed to come to the States and to have a eye surgery. This is amazing. It was a miracle. It, it, is, it is a live gospel. Because the gospel is not only to be preached, it's to, be, to live. It is the gospel in action. And so Obed is here. As a matter of fact, Obed is here. Obed, Obed is in the States. He arrived with a, the manager of an orphanage. And soon she, he's going to have a surgery. And his sight will be restored. What a miracle. Let us give praise to God for that. And, and so let, let me ask, let me ask if, uh, is Mickey White here? Maybe, okay, let me ask uh, Jessica Wiseman and Mrs. Lyon to come forward with Obed so you can see Obed. I don't know if Obed can make it. Is it okay, he's not sleeping. Okay, very good, very good. This is, this is walking miracle. God in action. This is this little boy. And uh, it is a, it is because of what they have done, because of what this group from your church has done. Now, this child has a future. To God be the glory. Let's give praise to God. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to recognize uh, Gary Loper and his, and his wife, Sherry, who is here. They are also members of the board. And I thought Joe Clinkleff, but Joe is still here. And his wife, Darlene, they are members of the board of the orphanage. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you do for God, because orphan care, it is a biblical mandate for the church to be involved in orphan care, and, and James said that very well in James 1.27, true religion is not only to live a clean life, but to visit often, to care for orphans. And so uh, this morning, I'd like, I'd like to share a, a, a passage with you uh, that speaks of orphan care. I'd like to ask you to open your Bible with me in uh, Exodus chapter 2, and I will read for you from verse 5 to verse 11, verse 5 to verse 11. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at, at the river. And her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. She came to take a bath. And she's a princess, she's a daughter of Pharaoh, and she saw this little basket on the water. And something happened. God moved in her heart, and she asked to go and check it out. And so, verse 7, then his sister, Moses' sister, and, no, I'm sorry, verse 6, and when she had opened it, they bring the basket to her, and when she had opened it, the Bible said she saw the child. Verse 6, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion. On him and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. So, this is the key word here. She had compassion. And because of that, God's given compassion, everything is going to change in her life. History is going to be made. And in fact, she said, If you look at verse 6, she said, This is one 
of the Hebrews' children. She realized this is the child of a slave. She also recognized that the fact that her own father, Pharaoh, gave a decree that all children, boys from the Hebrews, must be killed because the Hebrews are growing uh, too much and they are overpopulated and, and Pharaoh feel that they can overpower his nation. And so because of that, because of this fear, he decided that to pass a decree that all midwives, when a Hebrew woman give birth to take the baby boy, if it's a boy, and throw that boy into the Nile River. And so she, she knows all that. And when she, she, that's what she meant when she said, this is a Hebrew child. But you realize she was moved with God's given compassion. And a reaction could have been, I'm not going to do anything for him. But God's compassion in your heart can make a difference. And so the Bible said, if, if we continue the reading, in verse 8, in verse 7, then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, this is Moses' sister, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrews woman that she may nurse the child for thee? Verse 8, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go, and the maid went and called the child's mother, which, who is in fact Moses' mother. And Pharaoh's daughter, verse 9, said unto her, Unto Moses' mother, she did not know that. She doesn't know that. And then she said to her, take this child away and nurse it for me. And I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Verse 10, and the child grew and she brought it unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became a son and she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. Verse 11, and it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown and he went out in unto his brethren and looked on their burdens and spied an Egyptian smiting and an Hebrew, one of, the, one of his brethren. And from there, everything changed for Moses. So beloved, compassion is the key word. Out of compassion. So we see out of compassion she stepped out of a comfort zone and take charge and care for that orphan. Not knowing that that orphan was a blessing in disguise. Because that orphan will become the leader of the Jewish nation and the one that God will use to bring the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land. Even today, the name of Moses is respected everywhere. But no one may have not think about his adoptive mother. The woman who raised Moses for 40 years. Who provided his education. Who helped him to be the man that God wanted him to be, prepare him, send him to the great university of that time, not knowing she was doing God's work. 
and preparing Moses for a great future, and Moses will give a future to God's people. I don't know what Obed is going to be, but I know that the people that God used to, to, give, to help to give son, even the doctor, the surgeon, who will be operated upon him, all these people are in God's plan. And God only knows what his future will be. Same thing for Jael, who's April adopted, and now she's in the state. God only knows. Sometimes we do things thinking it is our own desire, our own flesh, our own thought, not knowing that we are God's hands and being used by God for his glory. Same thing for the Magdivit, Brendan and, uh, and, 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 and Laurie McDavid who adopted Dashna. Who knows what Dashna will be one day. Maybe she will be somebody who will have many children in Haiti. God only knows because God is the one who knew why. He burdened their heart. He gave Brendan and Laurie that compassion. That compassion to April. That compassion to Mickey White, to to, to Jessica Wiseman, to these people who are now caring for Obed. But in this story in the Bible, such a beautiful story, we don't know the name of that woman, but we know that we know her deeds. We know that God used her in a time where she did not even realize it was God who was using her. Because what I'm going to prove to you this morning is that out of compassion, out of compassion, she rescued him. Not an investment to get something. Not a business deal. Not to show off. Out of compassion. Out of compassion, number one, she rescued Moses, that baby. Out of compassion, number two, she paid for her to be, for him to be fostered. She gave, she paid for that because she paid Moses' mother to care for Moses. It was like foster home. And not only she did that, she took Moses in the palace and raised him. That's number two. She did out of compassion. And finally, number three, we will see, beloved, I will prove that to you in that scripture, in that expository sermon, that because of her compassion, the world was changed. Moses changed the world. Moses changed the destiny of a nation. The Bible said in verse 6, let's look at the verse. Verse 5, she was, it was a day like every other day. A day like every other day for her. She thought it was going like to be another day. She's going there to take a bath, not knowing God has something for her in that river. She went to that river before. But this time, thing is going to be different. God's plan is there for destiny is at the corner. It may appear to be simple things, to be one, two, three, but God has a plan for her. She went to take a bath, and she saw that basket on the water, not knowing God is moving. Because when God is moving, we don't know. We may think it's normal. We're doing our things. When God, but God is moving. Because I, I understand, well, Mickey White went to the, that mission trip in Haiti just because maybe Pastor Wadney said to go. That's the way I understand that he said that to me. He did not really plan anything. He just went. But God has a plan. 
God has a way to wait for, for us and to move us, to use us. And so he went, she went that day to take that bath, not knowing God has a plan. But when she saw that basket and wanted to see what's in it, she opened it. God moved. Compassion. The baby wept. Moses cried. And she said, this is a Hebrew child. A son of a slave. He's supposed to be drawn in the river. My father, his father is the one who gave that decree that they all shall be killed. She may be his daughter, but she doesn't have his heart. God move. Compassion is defined as a feeling for others who are in pains. You feel what they feel. To put yourself in the place of someone else who is suffering. That is the meaning of compassion. Do you know it is estimated that there are between 143 million and 210 million often worldwide. That is recently recently reported by UNICEF. Worldwide orphans. They are not just numbers. They are souls. They need to be saved. God has a plan for them, like David said, when even I was in my, water, in my mother's womb. God chose me. There are people. God died for all of them. Every day, it is reported, 5,760 more children become orphans. Texas says, from what it said, it was reported 130,000 homeless kids. And Rex 38 in homeless kids. A study released in 2011 by the National Center on Family National on, on Family Homelessness showed the number of homeless children continues to rise in the great state of Texas. If a friend of mine, if I member of the board of for the orphanage, said to me that uh, the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas wants to meet with the churches because he said, if there is a community that can do something about this situation, it should be the church. And I agree. Throughout the Old Testament, God always said, you can read verses after verses where God said, I am the father of the fatherless. Because you see in the Bible, for God, in the eyes of God, once a child is without a father, he is an orphan. Later on in Miriam Dictionary, they will define orphans as without mother and father. But even today, many people oh, in, 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 realize that once a child is, even when a child has parents, but if those parents are abusive to that child, no care for that, it's like the child is orphan. If the child is not being cared for, it's like he's often. Imagine if you, when you were a child, you and I, you have your mother and father by you, standing by you, supporting you. And you see how it helped you to be who you are today. Your parents loving you. Imagine if it was the opposite for you. Being, growing up without your parents. Your parents. 
No one to care for you. No father, no mother, or an abusive mother, an abusive father. You would want someone to care for you. God said, I'm the father of the fatherless. But you know, God is spirit, and God used, the, 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 no longer use angels to do his will on earth. In the New Testament, God used you, his church, his people. You are God's hands, God's heart, God's heart to be filled with God's compassion for orphans. Or can a believer know so many people are often and not feel compassion? The Bible said that when Christ walked the street of Jerusalem, he saw the people. The Bible said he was moved with compassion. Why? Because they were like sheep without shepherd. Meaning he feel their pains. He feel what they feel. Out of compassion, you may not be able to adopt, even though it is good to adopt a child. Out of compassion, you may not be able to foster a child, even though it is great to foster a child. But out of compassion, you will feel to do something. Because when you have compassion, it's not just your brain, it's a feeling. The word compassion means to feel something from inside. Something move in your belly. Something move in your heart. You feel the pain. You cannot feel compassion and not do anything. You may not be able to do big. You may not be able to do that's what someone else do. But you will support an organization that care for often. You will support a ministry in your church that care for often. You will support foster care. You will do something. The not doing something is what is wrong. Because like James, the brother of Jesus said in James 1.27, he said clearly, true religion. Because there are fake religion, true relationship with God. Because faith is not just words. Faith is actions. We are saved by grace through, you know, by grace through faith. But the Bible said in Ephesians also, we are faith unto good works. And James would say, one of the good works that shows our faith is to visit the orphan. That's what I praise God for people, for, for, for the members of your church who came to visit the orphans in Haiti. It's exactly what the Bible said. You may not be able to do good, but come and love one. Give some love because the child needs love. Out of compassion, because she feels what that baby in that basket fell when that baby wept the bible said she rescued him rescued him out of danger that was a great thing to do she helped give me future you see on that basket the baby moses was destined to die there could have been crocodiles in that Nile River. I don't know. But what was, it, what was his future in that basket? Joan, maybe. Death, maybe. She saved him from death. She rescued him. It is not what God did for you and me. God rescued you and me. We were living in dangerously. We were heading to spiritual death. The king of kings saw our pain, felt what we felt, 
and rescue us from death. She rescued. She rescued him. Not only she did that, we got to keep moving fast. Number two, what did she do? In verse seven, she helped, paid for the woman who was foster home, Moses, her own mother. It is not what we say here in Stone Gate all the time, encouraging you to foster home and support that kind of program. And that's what she did. She paid her wages to do that. And she said, I'm going to pay for her. And the woman took the child and nursed it. She provided help. She rescued. She paid. She sponsored a child. For she made sure she made sure someone is caring for Moses. She did not stop there. Look at what she did next. The Bible said in verse 8, in verse 9, I'm sorry. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Verse 10, Moses grew and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became a son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. She adopted. She adopted him. She adopted him. Now it's no longer sponsorship. It's no longer foster. It's now adoption. Not knowing she was doing God's will. You realize by doing that, she took risk. When you step out of your comfort zone to help, care for often, there may be some pains. There may be some trials. You may not feel at ease. Because you see, her own father made a decree. And the nation agreed on that. And for her to do that is to betray the Pharaoh. She could have been tried for high treason for what she did. It was a question of national security because Pharaoh said, this is a dangerous nation. They are, the they are overpopulating this area and they can one day take over our nation, kill the boys, national security. And for her, to rescue that boy, not only rescue that boy, paid money to care for that boy. Not only she did that, adopted that boy, took him in the palace. She put her life in danger to get Moses out of danger. And beloved, by doing that, she raised Moses, gave her Give him the best education for 40 years. Not knowing she was preparing him for a great future. For a great mission to rescue the Jewish nation, God's people. Moses in that time was not among his people. He was in the palace for 40 years. That woman helped Moses like a mother. Finally, 
because of a compassion, because of that great compassion, God's given compassion, the world was changed. She helped make change into that world, in, in, into the world. She helped change the world. Look at what Moses did. Moses came back to Egypt, confronted Pharaoh, delivered God's people. It was because of that woman for 40 years who raised him, gave him an education, impacted his life. Because I know how my mother has her hands on my life. I learned so much from my mother, more than my father, because I was very close to my mother. And I can understand that how she loved Moses. She loved Moses and cared for that child, grew him up, sent him to the best university so he understand the law. As a prince, he understand law. He was a legislator, was able to write the laws for God's people later when he was leading, preparing to be a leader as a prince and give him a love for people. You, you, you saw how Moses loved people. He even said to God, take me away, but do not do anything against the people. Even he was patient. I mean, raising a boy is not easy. James Dobson, in one of his books, talked about raising boys are not like raising girls. And I can speak from experience. When I look back to what my mother went through with me, that is not really easy to raise a boy. And uh, I was not a good kid. I gave me a hard time, even though I was born in a Christian, Christian home. I was not saved, and I, and I was really bad. But my mother, love, patience, care for me. You see, it was not his birth child. It was not her birth child. Yet, because you see, to care for each other is not your birth child. And love that child as if that child was yours. And number two, that child was a Hebrew child considered inferior, children of slaves. There was no glory into that. There was no give hands to what she did. In fact, her life was in danger, yet she did it, not knowing Moses was a blessing in this guise. The only reason I, can I talk about her this morning it is because of her deeds. I don't know her name, but I know one of her deeds is Moses. What she did for Moses. You see, Christ did the same for you and I. Didn't he? We are not born children of God. We, God created us, but no one is saved by birth. You're saved by your trust in Christ. We were, we, we were, we were all born orphans. We were all born orphans. It is by putting our, our faith in Christ that we can call God my Father. Through adoption in Christ. And you see, Mickey White, who helped Obed, and many other men, Ted Bailey and others that I know who are helping in often care, who love others, who love children. These guys and others, I'm willing to 
sacrifice if necessary to help them. You know why? Because they're good people. They're good men according to human standard because they're not perfect according to God. But you see, God loves us. God cares for us. God died not for good people. He died for bad people. Because we are bad. None of us is righteous according to God's standard. None of us is without sin. Yet God rescued us from the danger of death. God gave his only son, John 3.16, that God so loved the world. Not the trees, not the cars, the world meaning you and I. God so loved us that he gave his only son for our salvation. He offered him as a sacrifice. You know, in the religion, in the religion of the world, when they worship their idols, their false gods, they bring sacrifices. Even in the Old Testament, when they go into the temple, they bring sacrifice. But in the New Testament, it's not us who bring the sacrifice. It is our God who brings the sacrifice to the worshippers and to said, I love you so much that I will give, I will sacrifice for you. I will give my very best, my only son for your salvation. What greater love you can have that the love of God and God is asking each and every one of you to care, to make sacrifice, a little bit of sacrifice, to care for an orphan, to help care for an orphan. It is true religion like God shows us. He did not, he did not let that story happen without reason. He made that story happen for a reason. So we can learn from it, beloved. We can learn from it because when that woman went to take that bath, she did not know a destiny was going to change. God was going to turn her destiny upside down. She went just to take a bath. As you may go to Haiti just to visit. Just to visit. Or you may take a card maybe later after the service. Just to check it out. No plan to do anything more than just checking it. But she did not even go to check. Just to take a bath. But the Holy Spirit was in move. Because you see, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. Invisible. Is moving now, I'm sure. No one see. Because you see, we saw in those verses the story of what she did. But what we did not see in that passage, the Holy Spirit in move. When she felt compassion, we did not know why. What made her the daughter of that cruel Egyptian king who made that decree move with compassion and risk her life to give life to that child. It was God's inaction. Compassion. And God is saying to all his children. To be like him. To feel compassion. Yes. Compassion. You see. Let me finish. To present to you some of the great people today in, in this world who have accomplished great works. They were often Steve Jobs, founder of Apple Computer. His parents didn't want him. They didn't want him. But God has a plan for him. I don't know if he ever accepted Christ. But God was good for him. 
Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's Western. I know that Americans love hamburger and french fries, don't you? <laughs> Just like Haitians love rice and beans. They eat rice and beans mornings, lunch, and evening. I know it's the same for hamburger and french fries in America. Those huge hamburgers, you know, everything in Texas is big. Huge hamburger and french fries. But the man who was the founder of, of uh, this restaurant, Wendy's restaurant, he was an orphan. That's why he's an advocate for orphan as well. Because he was once one. Herbert Hoover, 31st U.S. president, orphan at age nine. Andrew Jackson, U.S. president, at age 14 was an orphan. And I close with Eleanor Roosevelt, U.S. first lady, civil activist, orphan at age 10. What will happen of Obed future? Only God knows. But I know what happened in future for Moses. He became the leader of a great nation. I know what happened for Steve, for, for Steve Jobs. He created Apple. Many of you are using his computer. I know what happened for Thomas Wendy. We all love his hamburgers. It was a blessing in disguise. When you're involved in care for often, it may not look like a blessing. It is a great blessing in disguise. Great blessing in disguise. And it's a picture. It's so deep. The picture of our salvation in Christ as well. I'll never regret the orphanage we have in Haiti. I returned to Haiti to resume mission work in 2010 not knowing I was going to be hit 12 days after an earthquake. 300,000 people were killed. Not just 3,000 or 300, 300,000 people were killed. And on top of orphans, we already had there more than 50,000 orphan children. And you saw ministry is, we have ministry when there are needs. And then we decided we got to have an orphanage. There is a need for this ministry. I did not know anything about orphan care. But God knows my heart. And God knows that it is, it is demanded upon us to be involved in orphan care. And God opened my heart and sent people my way like Ted Bailey and others to tell me about orphan care. To give me more understanding like Joe Clank of the, the value of orphan care and adoption. I just wanted to help these children. But not knowing that often care, give them care, help them to be adopted, foster this kid, care for them. And I understand it is a great blessing. Greater blessing. I will never regret that. In fact, if necessary, because I was so scared of that when I went to that earthquake that I survived it, that I do not regret that I was in danger in that earthquake. Because God had a purpose for a reason. As someone said, security is not the absence of danger. Security is to be in the center of God's will. You may feel safe when danger is close to you. And when you may be in danger and nothing will happen to you. Regardless of how difficult it is to do God's wills, it's what is important in life. God will take care of you when you do his will. Yes, it is a blessing in disguise. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, thank you. The same way you move in the heart of that princess and fill her heart with compassion for that baby in the basket. I pray that you fill the heart of everyone here, Father, because I know you have a basket of orphan care for them that they may be willing to open that basket and let your compassion fill their hearts. I pray also for those who are not saved today, who are spiritually orphans. I pray that they can listen to you, open their hearts this morning and accept you as their Savior. May your will be done. May your name be glorified. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonegate Church, located in Midlothian, Texas. For service times, additional audio and study resources, as well as information about our church, please visit us at stonegate-church.com.